Hello, and welcome to the Read to Know podcast, where the goal is to actually remember what you read so then you can better apply it to your life. On this podcast, we go through a book one chapter at a time, and then we actually practice remembering what we've read. So if you want to follow along, we're currently working our way through Bob Goff's book, Dream Big. I'm Zach Brown, and my friend Chris Yarber is joining me to help discuss and break down this book. Also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, it would be huge if you left a rating and review for us. It would help out a ton. If you're not on Apple Podcasts, no worries. Just send this to a friend who might be interested. Anyway, thanks again for listening, and enjoy the conversation. So, Zach, we've done a segment before, What's in Your Cup? Yeah. Right now you have two cups in front of you. You've talked about your sparkling water craze, you know, that you've been on. Uh, you have a citrus green tea flavor. Is that what it says? Yeah, citrus and green tea. It's not my favorite, but, yeah. um, you know, we have it. It's the right. only one we have left. We have to restock here. So we're out <laughs> of everything else. Uh-huh. So now it's just citrus and green tea, and I got to okay. ride it out until we until we finish this off, and we can get some more. Okay, I did see next to the trash can in the kitchen all of the aha boxes. That is quite a good amount of aha boxes. So I'm proud of you, man. And also, yeah, I, I tell you a side note: nothing is sad like when you're going to reach in to a you know an eight pack of your favorite sparkling water to find out that there's none left. <laughs> And then to reach into the one beside it to find out that there's none left in that one. Then that to reach is really into, disappointing. Then to reach into the one beside that oh, and no. find out that there's none in that one too. You just got to take the box out when you're done. I know. We, we have a habit of not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get disappointed when we reach in and we find right. that there's none Nothing. in there at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, if you have any thoughts on this chapter, if you read the chapter, have any thoughts about it, Feel free to reach out to us at Read to Know Pod, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, even. I don't get on Twitter much, but it's there. <laughs> it's there. Maybe I'll check it and see it. Right. Uh, reach out to us at Read to Know Pod or Read to Know Pod at gmail.com. That's right. Let us know your thoughts on this chapter if you read it and you have thoughts that you'd like to join in on the conversation with us. Feel free. Yeah, because the beautiful thing about doing this podcast is it's you and I face to face having interaction with one another. Uh, but that's why we're on social media and on, and on, uh, YouTube and, and want to see your comments and reviews and stuff like that is because we want to build a community out outside of ourselves and, and really get to hear what you all think. So that's really important to us. It kind of goes along with what this chapter, chapter 11 is as we're in day 11 of dream big sea otters is the name of the chapter, which we'll discover why in the heck does he name one of his chapters sea otters. But the subtitle is hold on tight to a couple of people. And he says a couple of people, not a lot of people, but a couple of people. And in, in this chapter, if we really had one word to use to describe it, we would use the word community because that's the word that he describes over and over again. And he says that, you know, we don't just build community around one another to stay away from loneliness, to, to stop being lonely or to not, uh, be depressed. Um, but in fact, this is part building community is part of, um, being on this adventure we call chasing our dreams or chasing our ambitions. Right. Yeah. It's all about community and it's kind of also about learning to kind of just be more real with the people you come in contact with. Yeah. There's 
you know, as as we know, there's a lot of there's a lot of fake out there. Yeah. And what he's really saying is that if you want to be someone with purpose and be someone with intentionality, um, you have to cut through the noise a little bit. And being real is how you do that. Right. You know, and and that also builds community, you know, that realness, because like we said in the last chapter, you know, um, it's not a vision that leads people or that gets people to follow, you know, it's availability. And it's also just kind of, you know, being real, being authentic. Right. And he's asking us and challenging us in this chapter to kind of push past the normal everyday conversations that we have on default. Right. The, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> you know, what you've been up to busy work, da 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 da. you know, et cetera. Right push past all of those is what he's challenging us to do and get to something deeper, get right. to something more real than just that. And if it's, and it's just kind of being authentic is authenticity in a, in, in the people that you interact with on a day to day basis kind of naturally builds this group of people, you know, and that you'll then kind of live your life around. Yeah. Th- this is why he talks about being available as we discussed in day 10 and to me, chapter 11, day 11, is kind of the product of being available. If you're being available, he does emphasize some points that he doesn't emphasize in the availability chapter. But in in this chapter, um, as you said, it's really about being real and authentic, getting to those conversations, which he says try to have like 12 of these conversations a day, which sounds like a high number. But I think that that displays the importance of this. And really, these conversations go past, as you said, how are you really? What we want to get to is, no, how are you really doing? Don't give me the, oh, I'm doing good. That's just because everybody says that. But really, how are you doing? You know, what have been some highlights of this month or, or of this week? Um kind of where where are you at some conversations with with other people right and these and these questions that he that he you know wants us to ask and dig deeper with people he's talking also about just people that we come in contact with on a day-to-day basis he said ask this to your uber driver or you know (laughs) whoever you know and and he asked this question that's very um very poignant and uh it's very interesting he says he says, you know, we have 400, like something like 400,000 conversations or more. I can't remember the number exactly. Yeah. 400,000 conversations in our lifetime. How many of those do we want to be about the weather? <laughs> How many of those conversations would we like to have those be just about the weather? Right. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, <laughs> conversations are made for more, you know, deeper material than than weather. Right. You know, yeah, it's basically what he's getting at. And yeah. he's like, what if you asked your Uber driver? Um, you know, what kind of, what kind of goals and ambitions, like, you know, are you like, do you have, and that really like you're looking forward to, you know, you're working on what's something exciting that you're working on right now or, you know, um, you know, how has life been for you? You know, right. Um, those type of questions to anyone you come in contact with. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's why he, he repeats time and time and time again in this book that really when it comes to leading yourself down the road towards your ambitions and your dreams, you're going to have to have other people. Um, and this does take time. They say that to enter into a deep conversation, the 
conversation level that Bob is talking about here, it takes about six or seven minutes. And I, we, we, we can talk about the weather for six to seven minutes. Um, but statistically that's about how long it takes to kind of get a conversation kind of warmed up. So we do see that it does take time, but I think with intentionality, we could speed that up a little right. bit. And in the, just to use the example of being driven from one place to another with an Uber driver, you know, if we take intentionality, it can take less time. Um, but as I said, this is kind of the, the offset, the product of being available and it's it's really going to narrow the road down to our ambitions is you're going to find as you have these conversations you're going to meet people who have similar goals and ambitions and dreams and when you get to have a conversation about that it really helps to narrow your fo- your focus he says in this chapter right yeah i think you know what he's getting at here like you said it naturally it takes a while for two people to kind of get to that point where they're talking about more than just the weather they're going deeper they're like they're hitting that next level of communication and connection but i think what bob is trying to get across here is like what if we tried to intentionally ramp that up you know what i mean get there quicker with people that we would never even do that you know to with the person cutting your hair or the per- you know right. or the person driving you from a to b you know and uh how do we ramp that ramp that up intentionally with anyone and everyone? Right, right. And looking for those opportunities kind of can create some magical moments in a sense. Yes, yeah. Uh, and just to give everyone a, a picture of what this kind of looks like, the reason why he names this chapter Sea Otters is because sea otters are known for holding each other's hand as they swim, kind of as if they're going on a date or something like that. And that's really what we're doing with people where we're intentional and get into these real conversations is we're not keeping them at arm's length, but we're bringing them in close. Uh, we're holding hands. We're, we're working uh, together. Um, and, and again, that's what's going right. to. And the benefit is they're, for other people, right. but it's also there for you as well that you stay grounded and you're not kind of in your own bubble. Right. You know what I mean? It helps you stay grounded with other people and uh, and keeps you, I think kind of keeps you sane a little bit and kind of keeps you, help keep you on the right track. Right. You know what I mean? Because I think if we, if we distance ourselves too much and we, and we uh, do not have those kind of like real and more deep connections with other people on a frequent level, we can kind of just become like a self isolating bubble of our thoughts and ideas and, and, uh, and, and not being able to, um, kind of share that with people and, um, have a connection like that with other people. I think that, um, goes a long way for our, I think longevity in like being focused and, and uh, moving towards our our goals. That's right. He also makes the point here. He you know he talks about that that uh, being real and maybe not coming across with our best foot forward and kind of in a sense as he talks about maybe uh, showing revealing some of our weaknesses and what we're not good at and not you know as he as he talks about because he got malaria in <laughs> Africa one time. By not taking he, a a pill that is right. like super, super cheap, he's like, I just opted out of it. You know, people die from it. You know, he had like a one third chance of living. He's just like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And as a repercussion of that, now he says, his I think his right hand is solid as a rock. He's fine, but his left hand it shakes a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's real shaky. And so, you know, sometimes 
you know, kind of subconsciously and he tries to he'll maybe shove his hand in his pocket or whatever, just so that people don't see his left hand because it feels weak or, you know, it comes across. Maybe he's nervous or maybe he's just a frail old, you know, old guy, right. you know, and uh, and he's like, no, there's actually there's actually a hidden positive to revealing our weaknesses and kind of coming across with, as he calls it, a weak hand. Right. And there is, you know, a positive to that. And it's, and it's, and it's kind of, this just overarching sense of real and authenticity. Like, and, and again, like we said before, it's so, it's something that's so counterculture to today's society. Everyone's putting their best foot forward. They're a pro, they're a professional, they're good. They're, um, they're strong, they're smart. You know what I mean? And doing what's opposite like that, it kind of stands out in a crowded room. Yeah. Because it's so unnatural to how things work, you know, and how most people operate. Yeah. And it shows that you're not afraid to be real and you're not afraid to um, um, get past the unimportant, the small talk and just get straight down to the real stuff. Right. Yeah. That And that, what that's going to do is that's really going to bring and invite other people in because it's going to show courage as you do that it's going to show courage that they uh necessarily did not have to take that same action that you're taking to be so open to show that weak hand in a sense as he described in the illustration and so really that's going to create a space for what he's talking about here in chapter 11 to happen exactly yeah i'm ready to get into the book though if you are yeah let's do it let's pull out uh the book and let's take a look at some of our favorite uh Quotes and sections from this chapter. Yes. He starts off this chapter on this first page saying that cultivating a community isn't just a way to avoid loneliness. Uh, If we're creating a community just to create loneliness, I think in that way, we're creating community for ourselves, not the other way around. Um, it's a, and then he says, it's it's a method we use to interpret our own lives. If we have a solid community, grow it, let other people join in. So this is not uh, an exclusive thing. Uh, this is not just for uh, the, the high and the mighty, so to speak. Um, but this kind of community building is one that we're supposed to let other people in. Uh, I think when we let other people in, it creates more opportunities and helps us narrow down our ambition, as he says in this chapter. Right. Yeah. And and uh, kind of the next big section of this chapter, he talks about this story where I won't go into all the details, but he's at a conference and people are asking anonymous questions and then they're voting on it mm-hmm. and for popularity to talk about those questions. Well, the one that ended up being the least popular was one, you know, a guy who said, uh, I'm, I'm gay. I feel lonely. And. Um, I don't feel like I'm, you know, accepted or, or, uh, he said, I just don't know what to do. And he decided, even though that was the least popular question to talk about, he then flipped it and he went and talked about that one question. And then that guy who, who said that he, he came up to him at the end and he said, um, he said, uh, that he felt like he was losing a popularity contest (laughs) But he also felt like he was losing at any chance at community and belonging when that question kept getting voted down. He questioned the value of being alive as he watched his question get voted down. Then a community filled with love and compassion and Jesus arrived because when Bob Goff started talking about that, even though those people probably would not agree with, you know, some of the things that he's doing, the lifestyle that he's living, they were still able to approach that question with uh, love and acceptance um, and, 
you know, really loving the way uh, Jesus would. Right. And I think that's key because he says here earlier, he said, Bob, this is Bob. He said, I see myself as a follower of Jesus, not a lawyer for him. And I find that idea very interesting because he's not, you know, again, when we talk about getting real with others, he's not saying call them out on their crap. You right. know what I mean? Like that's not what he's talking about here. And that's not what he did in this situation. So what's interesting, it's kind of similar. Again, I think about, he didn't mention it, but I think about the story of Zacchaeus and probably countless other stories really uh, in, in Jesus's interactions with people. But he went over to Zacchaeus's house, sat down with him, had a meal. He never once in the conversation said, you know, Zacchaeus, you need to get rid of, um, you need to give back all the money that you that you stole or that you, um, you know, conned people out of and you need to, you know, give it to the poor, give it back to repay everyone, repay them seven times, you know. Right. He didn't, Jesus did not tell him to do anything Zacchaeus like that. came to that own conclusion because right. of the relationship he had with Jesus. Right, because Jesus was real mm-hmm. and was willing to sit down and talk with him and have a real connection with him. Right. That he came to that conclusion all on his own and he didn't have to get scolded or, um, or called out you know what I mean? Right. But he came to that conclusion on his own. And I think that's a huge takeaway from this chapter um, is that how many times, you know, especially Christians. I mean, I think we're I think we're probably all guilty of this at some point, maybe more often than we'd like to admit that we are so quick to call people out when we really should just accept and really just try to have a, a meaningful connection with anyone and everyone. Right. And things good things will happen because of it. Right. You know, whether, whether we're actually looking, trying to do, you know, whether that's our goal or not, it's, you know, positive things happen when we just are real with people and we accept them, um, for who they are. Right. Yeah. And when, when he, when he talks about accept and when you say accept, um, what, what Bob isn't saying is he's not saying, and you're not saying either to ignore your beliefs about certain of things. Course. And he, he says that. And after that story that you mentioned with the man, uh, he, he gives us some practical application because he says, know your beliefs, understand them. So whether you're a Christian or not do this and it will make the world a better place that know your beliefs, understand them, devote yourself to them. And so he says those three, then he says, take all of that and make it your ambition to be part of a loving community and you will live well. Take all of that. All of that is important to keep your beliefs, to understand them, devote yourselves to them. But then the the other uh, part of that equation is is be involved in a loving community. Right. And by, just because people disagree with you or you disagree with other people doesn't mean that uh, you should, you know, stop, stop working in that community or stop uh, loving those people right. that it's all, it's all going to be there. There's going to be disagreements, but then there's also, um, they're also at the same time can still be just as, just as much acceptance in, in that situation. Right. Yeah. We, we are able and capable to look at people in the face and say, I do not agree with you. That's a, that's a good thing though. I still, I still love you and we can still have a relationship and be real and have conversations and communicate with one another, uh, because, um, you know, we don't, we don't have to agree to be best friends as our world often tries to tell us that we have to be. Um, and in fact, he says, as you pursue your ambitions, 
Bob says you're going to need some hands to hold and some friends to love, and you're not going to have any hands to hold if you're constantly luring people away. Right. So that that's important. But he says as you pursue ambitions, you're going to need that. Right. Yeah. And to you know kind of bounce off that point, he's talking about uh, you know the sea otters and that you need people, you need hands to hold. And some friends to love you who don't drift, um, so you don't drift off into open waters. And if we want to build an authentic community, we've got to do a better job at getting to know each other. Right. Um, so, yeah, and it's it's not it's also not just you know, you know, accepting the you know the people that we don't know that well, but then it's also digging deeper into the people that we do know and maybe mostly agree with as right. well. Digging deeper into you know, all those different kinds of relationships. Right. He, he says this on the next page and I, and I love this. He says, um, let's be the kind of people who are more interested in who someone is instead of what they do. And that's where, that's where we'll really get it. That that's when, if you're trying to build community with someone and you're trying to really to learn about them and to invest in them, if they find that you're more interested in who they are, not in what they do, then that's when real community will grow. Because before that quote, he says, keep this in mind. If you take away what you're known for, whatever is left is who you are. Yep. And so our world loves to focus on what you're known for, what you do, everything that you produce, instead of those qualities that you cannot show, you know, with, with the making of your hand. Yep. Yep. And he talks about, you know, kind of how to get there. Um, and he says, this is something that you can, you can say to the Uber driver, or you can say to your friend that you've known for years. But if you ask, you know, a stranger in this case, but anyone, if you ask a stranger or anyone, a considerate, authentic and engaging question and are willing to match or exceed the vulnerability you're pursuing, you will be absolutely amazed at the depth and richness you'll discover just below the surface of their life. Right. And those kind of questions is what he wants us to ask more of. And that's how you'll make actual Real connections with people. Right. Real connections. Right. Are getting to those questions. Right. And getting to that place of vulnerability and openness that you won't get from asking someone about the weather. Right. 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 And and then in the next section, he talks about how kind of some of these small interactions, these real connections that we have how, how small things can really be, can really be big things. And that's when he gets into uh, the story of him going to Africa and getting malaria, as you spoke of earlier. So we won't repeat that, repeat that story. But he says uh, at the end of that story, he says that I could have avoided all this with a nickel pill and half a glass of water. And he says, you can avoid some of the stuff that's distracting you from your ambitions, just as simply that small things become big things that some some of these small interactions these these relationships that we engage in can become big big things and big opportunities so i'm glad that he points that out in this chapter yeah yeah and he ends this chapter with the last paragraph here he says you know talking about his weak hand again with his strong hand he spent his whole life reaching out his strong hand to people uh but counter that with instead reach out with a weaker more authentic hand to people you meet um, it may be more difficult. It takes more guts to reach out with your weak hand, but it's the kind of move that will shape your character while making you more available to the people and things that matter most in your life. Right. It's one of those things that's uncomfortable, but it's going to have um, better rewards in the long run right. than if you you know always um, started out with your strong hand. That's right. That's right. Yeah, wow. I mean, this is, and, a, this is this, kind of a... Um, 
another kind of gut punch of a chapter. It is. It's uh, it's very um, uh, challenging. Yes, it is, and it, and it, I can tell you, it connects uh, to chapter twelve really well, uh, which the title of chapter twelve is uh, finale. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first read it, I, I I was I kept saying to myself, final finale with an e at the end. Taking a genuine interest in other ambitions can unleash yours. So very similar to what we've talked about here in chapter 11. But before you get to chapter 12, you have to get to chapter 11. So we hope that you're reading along with us and that you'll read 12 and tell us about your thoughts as well. And then, Zach, tell them also what they can do about uh, leaving a review for us. Yeah. Um, if you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, it would be huge if you guys left a, a rating and a review um, because it helps us push it. Push it helps uh, Apple push this podcast to new listeners who right. might be interested. Um, and if you do, take a screenshot of your review, what you said, and email it to us. Read to know pod at gmail dot com. Uh, email it to us, and we'll read it uh, on the next podcast that That's we right. do. Um, and uh, whether it's a good review, bad review, doesn't matter. We'll That's read right. them all. So That's right. email us, and we'll and we'll read it. That's right. Yeah. So we would love for you to do that. Thank you uh, for taking the time and listening to this podcast. I love this day by day. Um, we're moving through this book pretty quickly. Uh, oh, yeah. We're about to be on day day 12 and we only have a total of 29. So it's been good so far. Yep. Chapter 12 tomorrow finale. Thanks guys for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>